Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. The basics of listings is where this show started with a title and then just as we were going on the air and just as we were about to chat with you, Ryan said something. Have you ever noticed that sometimes you're prepared, you know what you're going to say, you know what you're to do, and then everything changes? Well, it just changed. And now what I thought we might explore is the dark side and the light side of listings. You're thinking, what on earth could be dark about a listing? You're, if you continue to stay with us, you're actually, and I know you want to continue to stay with us because I want to continue to stay with you, you will actually get an insight into that. And so I'm Yetta Decker. I'm Ryan Decker. And together we form part of the Decker team. And we've enjoyed for almost three decades, which is kind of interesting. For almost three decades, we've been learning about and helping clients navigate the dark side and the light side of listings, of getting property sold, because it really starts with the listing. I'm starting to give it away already. You know I could talk to you for three days and not run out of content, because 30 years later, there's a lot of content, eh, Ryan? Mm -hmm. And so we're going to share just a little bit today because we can't give it all to you even though I'd love to. So if you have more questions, if more things pop up for you, which I'm certain they will, you can reach out to us and we will do our utmost to specifically answer those things for you. So Ryan, listings. Yeah, and I'm struggling with that word and you're going to find out in a minute why. So the definition of a listing from the typical buyer's perspective what would that be? So I've worked with a lot of buyers. And so this definition, I mean, if you look it up online, it may not be the same. <laughs> However, this is generally what my buyers would say. And that is a listing is a property on the market that I potentially could buy, or maybe it's a listing that's out of my price point, but it essentially means a home that's on the market. And home it's listed. It, right. And it may not be a house. It might be a commercial property. It might be an industrial property. It might be a business, but it's... Yeah, it could be land. Right. However, a listing is a piece of property that someone has said, raise their hand and said, I want to sell this. And the buyer thinks, do I want to buy that listing? Perfect. And now, typical person that's selling their home privately, how would they perceive or what might their definition of a listing be? Yeah, so I've spent a, a fair number of time with people who have wanted to sell it on their own and then mm -hmm. chose to come sell it with me because it wasn't working. And I've also spent some time with some people who have done it successfully and some people who have done it unsuccessfully. On their own. On their own. Okay. And so these people generally see a listing as getting some photos done and um, if they have access to MLS, then put it on MLS and put a sign on the yard and then the home is listed. And typically, my experience has been people selling privately will do a fair number of open houses. Yeah, yeah. And that's generally part of their listing is I need to have lots of open houses so I can have lots of people through. And uh, if someone comes see my house, well, then I, you know, I'll, I'll need to be there to let them in. Okay, perfect. 
And when it comes to a definition or a perspective from a typical realtor, that's actually kind of hard because I don't know that we're typical realtors, and yet yeah, there probably was a time. Right. So I won't talk about the Decker team here. I'll talk about the average or the typical agent in the industry. Right. And they would see a listing as an opportunity to make some money. So if I have a home and I can list it, then I can attract buyers, I can get this home sold, I can make money. So they see it as often their source of income. Right. Which I is guess it, it is. It is. It is. It so is. it's good. Um, and then they also see it as uh, sometimes a pain. Sometimes they see it as something that uh, wasn't you know, listed for the right price. or uh, It all depends on the agent. But the listing usually has to do with their business and less to do with the home or the person themselves. Right. And I don't know if you remember at the top of the show I started talking about, and if you weren't with us then, go back, because there was maybe a funny there or two, and, and maybe a little bit of insight as well. And I said something about that I don't enjoy the word listing. And in fact, when Ryan suggested, because this was Ryan's brainchild, that we do a show on listings, I actually had to spend days getting comfortable with using the word. And that's because I think when I came into the industry, that, that is the lingo in the industry. And what I realized for myself and now for the Decker team is that really I'm not excited about the listing. I'm not attached to the thing that I get to market, the tool or the product. I'm actually really excited about the relationship. I'm excited about being able to come alongside somebody and navigate and help them transition from where they are to where they want to go. And so it really becomes more a relationship conversation. So to use the word seller, I can do that and because now I see the person. I see you. I see who I am working alongside, who I'm partnering with. Because it, if it's not a partnership, like if I'm not having some fun, that means you're not having fun. And if you're not having fun, then this difficult task of selling a home, because it's not an easy task, it's a difficult task. There are so many things that have to get taken care of. It's transition, it's change, it's, it can, and often it's attached to other difficulties that are going on in life. So if I can't have some fun, which means you can't have some fun, then this thing is horrible. So for me, a listing is more about the person. It's about coming alongside somebody, partnering with somebody, and then having us grow together and actually stay in relationship long after the listing is sold. Yeah, that's a great definition. So I don't know if that was a really long definition, and yet you got to become part of the family. And if you go, you know what? You're just like not a fit for me. Like the way you approach real estate isn't comfortable for me that's actually really okay. Like, I'm comfortable with you saying no to me because I know when you say yes, you're all in and I'm all in. And I can go ahead and continue to develop relationship with you to get the job done, to make sure that I take care of the light side of the business because there is so much dark. There is so much difficulty. There is so much that has to be overcome. There's legal things. Like, there is all kinds of things that can go wrong with a listing. So the relationship's got to be strong. 
So we got to like each other, got to get to know each other, and we've got to trust each other. Because if those three things aren't in place, it's really dark. Yeah. And I think um, what's neat about that, because that's the foundation of our team and our mm -hmm. belief, is that you know we're not here for the houses. We're here for the people. We're here for the people we're working with. Yeah. Uh, you know, we want to get them great value. We want to get them the most in their pocket at the end of the day. So there's there's just a different um, focus and a different desire, and it changes. And we'll talk about this a little later. How we market a listing and how we position it in the market. Uh, because our goal isn't just to list a property. It's to get you the most in your pocket and continue that relationship and help you move forward with your life um, as we move forward together. Yeah. And it, you know what? Uh, yeah. This is obviously something I get a little bit hung up on. So if I stutter on my words today, you'll have to I'll have to apologize and you'll have to accept my apology or stop connecting with me. So... Because this is a difficult one for me. The word listing itself, I just have so much negative energy to. So I'm going to start thinking of you as a seller. I'm going to start thinking about just what it takes to help you navigate the journey of getting your home sold. Because as a seller, even as a buyer, it's about helping you find the right house. So whichever side of the equation you're on, or maybe you're on both, I mean, the vast majority of our sellers are also our buyers. It's just at a slightly different time, whichever one comes first, and that's part of the strategy. So that moves us into the whole idea of systems and processes. And when I first was introduced, and maybe you're like me, when I was first introduced to the idea of having a regimented system, a checklist of hundreds of items that needed to get done, I thought, well, that's no good, because now I can't take care of my client the way they need to take you taken care of because what if they don't want it done like this then the magic happened i realized that because i have a system and because i have a process i actually can be present and meet you right where you are if though i don't have to think about crossing my t's or dotting my i's it's just gonna happen na almost naturally now because we've done the same thing again and again and again, and we've found out what worked, and we found out what didn't work. So you were sharing a great, I, sort of an analogy, Ryan. Yeah. Um, a pilot, he checks his plane every time before he flies, but he doesn't do it off memory. He doesn't do it off whim. He does it off of a checklist and a system, mm. and he knows that this must follow the system or I'm not taking this plane up because it's dangerous. And they don't want to crash and they don't want to hurt people. And it's the same in, for us. <laughs> That's a good thing, right? we, we follow the system. We follow the game plan. And we know that if mm -hmm. we check all this stuff off, we're good to go. We're going to make this rocket out of the park. However, if we miss anything, we can really hurt someone and really hurt their investment. And so it's important to us to follow the system and then... The second part of this analogy, I'm going to switch it a bit, is muscle memory. Mm. So if you do something again and again and again, you get really good at it. And you can do it without thinking. So it's like brushing your teeth. Um, you know, you can go do other stuff. You can look in the mirror. You don't have to fully focus on the task, but you're still going to do a great job brushing your teeth. And so with us, with real estate, mm. it becomes such a habit and such a process that we're used to doing we can do that while focusing fully with the client in the moment. Right. 
which is which is good because mm -hmm. what it lets us do is not necessarily with perfection because we still make little mistakes like that's part of it i decided a while ago that the p in perfection stands for poison so i'm not even going for perfection i'm going for progress all the time progress so constantly refining the systems constantly finding what didn't work and if we didn't have a checklist and a system and a process and a strategy in place how could we do that how could i actually make it better next time than i did this time and so <laughs> and when you've done that for thousands of poems <laughs> you get pretty good when you're continually progressing forward and what's nice about progression instead of uh, perfection yeah. is the market's always changing technology's always changing mm. so if we perfect our model and keep it the same we get lost in the stone ages so for us as a team, we're always progressing forward. We're improving. Uh, even yesterday, we went out on some uh, listings and uh, listing appointments. I'm trying to use the listing word. And, um, <laughs> and I'm cringing every time I you know. do it. It's all right. We'll get through it. Um, and we refined our systems right on the spot because as technology advances, as people change, we need to adapt as well. Right. And so we actually went as a team and we got to preview our new properties that we were bringing to markets. We have some amazing new properties, by the way. They're incredible. They're there. You know, occasionally you go into a home and you, you hear the word it's been well maintained. You're out there looking at property. You may have had that experience yourself. You decide I'm going to, you know, the ad says, the commercial says, the promotion says that this home is well-maintained and meticulous. And then you walk in the door and you wonder, by whose definition and standard is this well-maintained and meticulous? Or who moved in over the weekend? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Who what moved? happened? <laughs> what happened? Who had a party? And that does happen. I've been with lots of clients where we've read the description and then got into the house or even looked at the pictures and the pictures were phenomenal and then you see reality and they don't match well the great news is these properties that we were doing the refining our processes on really are like they are incredible so if you want an incredible property where you actually, it is meticulous, it actually is maintained. And the difference is they didn't get it ready just for us. It's the way they live. And so that's where it really shows up. It's, it's just the way they be. And so if you're interested in something like that, you want to connect with me and I'll tell you all about them. It's about some great ones. And then there's other properties where you can make a little bit of sweat equity because the condition's not quite the same. So there's something for everybody which is really good. So to get max value, mm -hmm. and max value has so many different facets, but how do we do that on every property? And I'll use the word on every listing because every house is different. Mm -hmm. So how do we figure out, Ryan, to get the most that, and, and sometimes it's, it's usually about the most, believe it or not. Sometimes people say, no, no, I don't need the most money possible. Well, most people really do want the most money possible. It doesn't mean they want more than the market will bear. It doesn't mean that they're out to get somebody. It's just what, what will the market bear? 
for my home right now and I might as well earn as much money as possible right. from the sale of my home. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's not, mm. and like you're saying, it's not a malicious heart of no. I need more money than it's worth. It's how do I get the most value from this house? How right. do I liquidate it? Because you're liquidating your biggest asset. Often, Often, right? not always, often. Um, how do I liquidate it for the most money appropriate? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you, but I don't really want to give away 15 grand or 20 grand. And we'll talk a little bit more in the show about the extreme cases and also some of the less extreme cases, but just the impact that can have. Right. And so after helped, helping thousands of clients and, part, and refining the process every time, and the great news is we don't actually have to figure out the answer of how to refine it. You, our client, the people that refer us to other people, they tell us. They're quite open and willing to share with us what would have felt even better for them, what may have worked even more efficiently or would have been more fun or just somehow was, would have been a slightly better way, an improvement over the way at which it was done, mm-hmm. which I love. Like we have a form that we actually give to people prior to us meeting them that just talks about when you're interviewing a realtor, because that's really what you're doing, when you're talking about who am I going to list with um, or who am I going to sell my home with? Who am I going to hire to sell my home? Who am I going to hire to sell my home? You're really interviewing, right? And so formal or informal, it depends. And so we created a document that talks about what things you might want to know. I mean, most of the time you know, but there's things that you may not think of that actually matter. So these are the questions that if I was if mm. I was looking for a realtor, with my experience as a realtor, right. what are the questions I would want to know? Right. And so we give you these questions so you can ask them. And we've gone further than that. We've actually put our own answers to the questions so you're able to know, hey, this is what the Decker team's responses are. And then, great. And if you decide to interview more agents, then you can compare those answers. And now you have a strong foundation on choosing uh, who yeah. to work with. Sounds good, right? No, I didn't answer your question at all, I by know. the way. I, I, was I wasn't back trying there. to evade it. I was just excited about life. You know? I know. Um, so your question was, um, how do we get max value yeah. every time? Every how do we time. ensure that we get max value? And... I'm not evading. The, the answer will change with every property. Yeah. And so as the location of the property changes, as the condition of the property changes, as the time frame of the sale, uh, as everything changes, it changes mm. how I need to show up um, for my marketing. It changes uh, the kind of terms and wording I use for the property. It changes the strategy on timing, like everything changes. The price point I use, um, mm. how many listings are in the market currently, it, it's yeah. all put into play every time we list a house. Right. So the way we find out um, <laughs> to get max value is by reassessing every property as an individual property. It's not cookie cutter. It's not, right. we've got our systems, we've got our things, and each property is unique. And even, I mean, there's a property, quite a few properties. What we'll often do for folks is they're saying, you know, I'm ready to sell, but I'm not ready to sell. I'm thinking it's now, but it may be later. And so we may do what we call a soft launch, which is we get it ready. We get it 
listed. Um, and yet we don't necessarily have people into the home. We start to build a funnel of people. And when you say listed, we're not talking about putting it on the MLS. Right. We're talking about having it as an in-house listing. And then we're able to launch it differently than if we put it on to the public. Right. And this allows us to get some of the buzz going without actually having to let people into the house. Right. Without frustrating anyone. So, right, which is fantastic. Yeah. And so it really is about continuing to price watch from the very first conversation to when we might put it on MLS. I mean, it could be a year and that's okay because we're still, and then there may have been an occasional showing at times throughout the journey because that perfect person came to us through some of the marketing endeavors that we did. So every single experience is a is actually a little different based on the same foundation. Is that yeah, the right way to say good. it? Right, same foundation, different um nuances to the strategy and so one we just did the other day started a year ago put a price on it then and we've continued to price watch because we can change the price because the agreement that we have with the listing with the seller of the listing with the seller is between me as a real estate brokerage and the client it actually doesn't it's not an agreement with the buyer so if we want to change it because the market's now increased and the price we put on it and we didn't, we only did a soft launch, we can now increase it. So we're continuing to do the price watch, taking everything into consideration to make sure that it is priced right. Because if property isn't priced right, even in this market, which currently, depending on when you're watching this show, depending on whether you're watching a it, you know, a year after it was actually aired or right as it was aired, we might be in a different market. And so if we're in a seller's market, then we're increasing in prices. So from six months ago or a year ago, we'd probably increase. We always want to be leading the market. And leading the market might mean that we reduce the reduce the price. Or leading the market might mean that we increase the price. Depends on where the market is going. And so we do have something that may help you in terms of the this conversation and going a little bit deeper. And it's a um, selling and buying in the Ottawa area for 2018 made easy. And so it's an electronic book. It's an ebook. All you have to do is request it. We will send it to you. And it's got some really good... Uh, details, because we can't cover them all on this show, even though we'd love to, that may help you even further identify a bit of the pricing. And then, of course, the thing to do is if you're thinking, well, I'm actually the person that, or I know somebody that's thinking of doing this now or in the next year or two years, you might just want to give us a call and have a conversation with us. And we can guide you to start to determine the value and the pricing and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Right? So, Ryan... This is vital, and I know we're not going to get through this topic completely. <laughs> and Ryan promised we would, so we're going to touch on it. And that is, in this seller's market, right, right now, yes. selling myself can seem, is, can seem easier, and it's dangerous, but, but let, why, let's, let's talk about why. the easy. Okay, so right now, you know, you see these houses, they come up, they list, one day later they're sold, 
And it's this feel of like, oh man, it's so easy to sell a house. Might as well just do it myself, no problem. Mm -hmm. um, which, sure, if that's your goal is just to sell your house, then yeah, I guess it's easy. <laughs> and there's so much more than that. So I had a client that yeah. came to me and I listed his house. Um, I'm going to use slightly off numbers just to protect their, their who they are, um, for 400000 And one of his friends came to me and was very mad at me. And he said, you could have got four twenty-five for this home. How dare you list it? You need to cancel the listing. And he was like threatening me and like wanting to like take me to court. Like it was bad. And I kept saying, you got to trust my strategy. I know you weren't part of the conversation. You just got to trust it. And lo and behold, offer time comes based on my strategy. It was for that particular house. Um, I ended up getting 21 offers. And some of them were below asking, some of them were asking, some of them were above asking. And the one we accepted was actually over 50% more than asking. So that's 250 grand extra that this guy got in his pocket when the other guy was upset about 25. And so <laughs> it just goes to show that, yes, sometimes you can sell your house. Sometimes it is easy. He could have got 25 grand more than I listed the home for. However, he wouldn't have got 250. Right. He would have left two hundred twenty-five thousand on the table. Like, like oh. it just you know that's so. Some people say, "Well, I don't need top dollar." Well, okay, that's fine. However, why don't we try and get top dollar? Because there's no cost to you. If I can't sell your house, it's free. And if I do sell your house, well, then you're gonna win. Exactly. So it's it's great. Even um, if it's only like five thousand, like Ryan's yeah. not promising. Right. I wish I could. However, I wish I could. Not every house. Every time. Is set up for that. Right. And yet the value from his friends and the community and the people that knew anything about, well, maybe knew something about real estate really felt four and a quarter. Yeah. And was way off. And so usually it's not that extreme. And yet our goal is to help you protect your income, protect your money, protect your investment, protect what you have worked hard for. And just to be clear, we didn't rip anyone off on that deal. No. There was actually two people willing to pay that price. Right. So the the analogy is kind of like this. My dad went fishing a, a while ago with um, a Native Canadian chief. One of our clients who we love, 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 we love. we love, love, love. And my dad brought his rod and was like, all right, let's go fishing. And he's like, my dad's a pretty good fisher and he knows he'll catch a fish. And, um, pretty good fisher? A fisher, fisherman. Um <laughs> Oh, English. Um, and the chief was like, okay. And he pulled out a net. And he went and my dad caught a fish and he went and caught 20 fish. And so it's that thought of, sure, it might be easy to catch a fish, but we can do a lot more with our systems. And, and even in this market, with our um, expertise and with our experience, we can shift it slightly and use the net to catch lots of fish right. or the right fish who's willing to pay the most. Which is so good. Which is great. And you know what? We've run out of time one more time. We had <laughs> so much for you. So you're going to have to tune into other shows. You can go to the archive. You can see what's there and learn whatever you want to learn without us actually being in your home. And then if you want us in our home, in your home, or if you want to come to my home, you can do that too. Just connect with us. We'll become friends and clients and we invite you over. Anyway, um, connect with us at... Uh, where are we? We're still at 
860-4663, or obviously online, you can email us info at deckerteam.com. And I love that this isn't just about me talking to you. You've provided questions, and I'm going to ask you to keep providing great questions, great insights, so that we can make this everything you want it to be. So until next time, let's continue to play purposefully, powerfully, and of course, playfully.